This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Hey, leaders, it's your number one fan, Lem Woodson. I'm joined today by Jeff Hancher, and we are excited and fired up and ready to make big deposits to assist you all on your journey to lead, inspire, and win. Jeff, how are you? I am fantastic. Always good to be back with you, Lem. I'm excited about the subject today. And, oh, uh, yeah. A lot of deposits. I've been consuming a lot of content myself lately, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm ready to go for this uh, this topic this week. Nice, nice. Well, hey, obviously, we're going to save the good stuff for Hanch's how-tos, <clears throat> but is there anything noteworthy to share with the listeners today before we get into our, our, uh, our topic? Noteworthy subjects. Obviously, I'm always taking notes and uh, prepping for Hanch's how-tos. We get a lot of, <laughs> lot of good feedback on that stuff, but... I would say this week specifically, a highlight was this week's mastermind. Mm. Um, As we've been promoting the executive mastermind and the leadership development groups, this week's executive mastermind, by far the best one we've had. This is our third session. And I got to tell you, we got everything from executives in uh, hair restoration to executives in the real estate space, the insurance space. Uh, data privacy space, the med startup space. I mean, just a potpourri of startup companies, corporations, entrepreneurs. And the subject this week was uh, tell us your biggest challenge Mm. and tell us the number one goal that you have that you want to complete by the end of the year. Nice. And so as these executives and leaders were talking about these things, this conversation morphed into benchmarking Mm -hmm. and delivering best practices. And I really felt like at the end of this mastermind, we had conquered a lot of these challenges. Uh, That's the beauty of these masterminds is that you're getting around people that have been where you want to go. Right. And this dialogue, these relationships as they're being built, trust is being built, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, unknown uneasiness is starting to peel off. Mm -hmm. People are starting to open up and it's exciting. Yeah. We do have two spots left in that specific mastermind. Mm -hmm. And I'm already thinking about building another one. So if you're out there and you want to apply to that, make sure that uh, you go to thechampionform.com forward slash groups and uh, we can tell you more about it. Nice, nice. And we say it all the time. Leadership is better caught than taught. That's it. Everybody needs to be a part of that. And also, I'm going to need you to get me the information for the hair restoration guy. I think we might have some stuff to talk about. I know a guy. I know a guy. Today, we've titled this episode, The People Have Spoken, and we've done it for a good reason. So we're going to be discussing the common things people have identified with leaders that inspire them to be their best. You know, and Jeff, I think it's a great subject because it brings self-awareness to the leader. I mean, if we know what the majority of people are saying, the attributes are that great inspirational leaders have that inspire them, it allows us to possibly modify our approach and make the necessary adjustments for bigger impact. That's it, man. That That is it on the head. If I were to line up 50 leaders and ask them, are you interested in inspiring your people? The mm-hmm. answer is absolutely yes. Every time. You know, as leaders, we should always be looking to consume information and data to get better at understanding how we can gain bigger influence. Mm-hmm. Surely every leader wants to inspire their team. They want to inspire people. But wouldn't it just make sense that you consume content, consume information, so that you know what the majority of people are saying that right. does inspire them? 
as leaders, we can't have this one size fits all approach to leadership. However, we can gain a much better understanding of norms and trends. Right. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, put leadership in a box and it's always this way or always that way. But we should uh, always be consuming information, consuming content mm -hmm. so that we can understand where are things, where is society, where is the economy, right. how are people thinking right now? Yeah. We got new generations of people coming into the workforce. How are their mindsets different possibly? Mm -hmm. As we consume this, we can better understand what is it that we need to do as leaders right. to inspire people where they are? What's important to them? Mm -hmm. And how can we pull different levers as leaders mm -hmm. to get the best out of our people? Nice, nice. So, hey, let me ask, what led you to today's topic? Well, I think it's important that as leaders, we never lose sight of the fact that we're in the people business. Yeah. Um, I just referenced six industries in this executive mastermind. But quite frankly, that's how I ended the call yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't about uh, real estate. This isn't about a med device. This mm -hmm. isn't about hair restoration. All those things are helping society. Yeah. This is about people. We're in the people business. And the essence of leadership is to draw out the fullest potential in those that we lead. I like it. We want to be leaders that inspire people to do more than what they even think is possible. Right. I think of my own journey, my own life. Like I would have never imagined that I could be the person that I've become. And it was because great leaders were drawing those things out. And a great way to do this is to understand what people are saying they feel are the attributes of leaders that are doing this well already. Mm -hmm. You know, I, as I was reading this article and I was thinking about people, I'm a hunter, um, probably stating that fact alone lost me 30% <laughs> of our listeners, but I am a hunter. Uh, nonetheless, I remember years ago, I was on a streak. And for those of you that hunt, it's like, man, you know, to go four years in a row and, and, and have a nice deer four seasons in a row... That's a pretty big deal, oh, at yeah. least in southwestern Pennsylvania, especially yeah. if you're picky about uh, how you hunt. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend that he was perplexed at how how lucky I was getting. <laughs> and uh, so we all, we laugh about it now, but he asked me, what's the trick, Jeff? Like, you know, how, how are you getting so lucky? And I told him that the formula was pretty simple. I position myself where deer are. Yeah. Like... Simple as that. That's it. And, you know, know where the trails are, you know, know where the food plots are, know mm -hmm. all of these different things and, and sit right where the big deer yeah. walk, where That's they travel. It. Now, obviously there's some luck to it as well, but in essence, like if I want to go hunt deer, I'm not going to go to New York city. Right. They're not there. They are so not. I want to understand the behaviors of the deer. I like that. Where do they go? Where do they eat? Where do they hang out? Where do they travel? All of this different stuff. And this is a lot like leadership. You know, I read an article that I'd referenced earlier that really got me thinking about this subject. And the article, basically, they talked about how they asked people all over the world to describe a leader who inspired them mm -hmm. to go above and beyond, to be and do more than they even dreamed was possible. And the responses to this survey, to this poll, if you will, was pretty interesting to me. Now, I wouldn't say it was shocking, but it made me think deeper about how do we become more inspirational? Mm -hmm. And here, here's a list of some of the common answers that were given from this worldwide survey. Listen deeply. Give me, they, they said that the leader gave them time, gave, mm -hmm. you know, open door policy, if you will. They encouraged me. They challenged me. 
They gave me feedback, both critical and praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took a risk on me. They gave me a chance. Uh, they expressed their passion, and they lived their vision. I like that. And as I processed these things that people, the people we're leading, listener, the, the leader listening, the, it's your people maybe that even answered this survey, these are the things that they said. And so many times, I think, in leadership, when we think of inspirational Sometimes we have that aggressive leader that sees that as fluffy and soft, and mm-hmm. I'm not going that way. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit people in the head and get everybody in line. Yeah. But here we are talking about inspiration that draws out the very best in people, mm-hmm. and this is what they're saying are those attributes. Man, that's a call to action. Yeah. We got to take action on what these people are saying. This is their voice. Mm-hmm. These are the people you're leading, so what are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I find that list interesting because it seems like it would be a hard task for a leader to be able to do all those things for all people. So right. taking a look at that list, what do you think some of the more challenging things on there would be for a leader? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's something on the list that challenges leaders. I think it's having the awareness to do things on the list that doesn't naturally come to them. Ah, I see. I think if I read this list to leaders and I say, hey, does this make sense to you? The answer is yes. This makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. They challenged me. They listened deeply. They gave me their time. Uh, They took a chance on me. All these different things. If you ask any leader with any maturity, hey, does this make sense to you? The answer is yes. Well, then comes the obvious question. Well, why isn't every leader doing this? Right. Why? Because it doesn't come natural to them. Yeah. And as leaders, we need to learn to flex to the needs of our people. And this requires being intentional, and it requires being Mm self-aware. What's critical, though, is that these behaviors alone aren't enough. You can't just stop it at one place. It's the way in which these leaders take these actions that set them apart. Mm. How are you going to act on these things? And there's a match between who they are, what they do, and the way that they do it. And in those three things, there has to be alignment. So I think it's easy to say, uh, hey, be more encouraging. Okay, got it. Uh, Hey, take risks on people. Okay, I got it. It's finding out what one of these bullet points apply to that person you're leading Mm -hmm. or that person you're leading. Mm -hmm. And that's when it comes time to make deposits, invest time, which was one of those, Mm -hmm. to understand what is it that is compelling them What is it that's driving them Mm -hmm. and feed them? You've heard me say it on the show before. If I go fishing, I'm not putting a Snickers bar on the hook. Right. Why? Because fish don't eat Snickers bars. No, they don't. They eat worms. Yeah. I love Snickers bars, but just because that's what I love, I'm not putting it on a fish hook. That's a good point. Our people are the same way. Just because we're an aggressive personality doesn't mean that we can't be intentional and bend towards listening deeply, Mm -hmm. giving people time, being an encourager. So I don't think it's necessarily the list that challenges leaders. I think it's having that awareness to be intentional about the things that aren't coming natural to you. You got to know what it is that inspires your people. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't come natural to you, you have to be intentional and you have to flex. So so how are some ways that they can do that? How are some ways that you would say, for leaders to be more self-aware and intentional? Well, I think I think we can start by considering uh, these questions to ourselves, mm-hmm. asking these questions to ourselves as the leader. Uh, I would challenge every leader listening 
to think of a leader right now who helped bring out your very best. And typically that's, that comes to mind pretty fast. Mm -hmm. You think of that leader that, man, that was a turning point for me. They made me better. Um, I'm not, I'm not the person I was anymore because of that leader, someone that you would consider a leader worth following. So here's the question. You have that, that person, those people in your mind, what types of feelings come to your mind when you think of that leader? What, and what did they do to inspire that feeling? Mm-hmm. And most likely, most likely, you would reference something on the previous list that I mentioned. Listen deeply. Give me time. Mm-hmm. Encourage me. Challenge me. Give me feedback, both critical and praise. They took risks on me. Uh, they gave me a chance. They expressed their passion. They lived their vision. You know, it, it's amazing when I when I think of these lists. I mean, people come to mind, mm-hmm. and there's not one that hit all of these things. Uh, but I had a leader. His name was Brad. Uh, man, when I think of somebody that gave me time, you know, whenever I got into a big promotion, mm-hmm. really didn't know what I was doing. This guy went to bat for me. He gave me time in his calendar. He was always a phone call away. You know, I think of people that took risks on me. I think of a, a leader I had by the name of Brian, who, uh, man, I, you, you talk about this kid that was wet behind the ears and really all I was bringing to the table was effort mm-hmm. and passion. He saw something in me that I didn't even see, and he took a risk on me. Nice. You know, somebody that gave me a chance, another big promotion, a manager that I had, his name Sean. Matter of fact, I got a text from Sean last night. You know, I've had him on, you know, several consulting calls. Uh, he's part of my my mastermind, actually. And, uh, you know, I think about who I am today mm-hmm. and the hours that Sean spent with me in, in a conference room, role-playing sales scripts and, mm-hmm. you know, going through how to handle objections and how to prospect on the phone. And I mean ad nauseum mm-hmm. to the point, like, if I was Sean looking back, I would have been a little frustrated. Like, man, is this kid ever going to get this? Yeah. But he saw something in me. And to this day, like if I allowed myself, I could get emotional thinking about what this guy did for my life. Mm -hmm. You know, people that live the vision. You know, I think of a leader I had once, his name was Greg. And I mean, this guy, you know, he was a guy that walked it out and and had a genuine care for people and Mm -hmm. lived vision. And it was like, man, this guy's about as authentic as they come. He's genuine. He truly cared about bringing out the best. People that... I think of, you know, one of the bullet points was express their passion. You know, I, I had a leader once that her name was Wendy. And I mean, this, this, this leader, when you would hear her speak, man, the, you know, when something's coming across fake mm-hmm. and, and I didn't, I didn't directly report to Wendy. I just had an opportunity to be around her, around her. She mentored me, but man, she was this leader that it was just like, when you got around her, mm-hmm. you you could feel the passion. And and it was somebody, you know, I always talk about you'll work for somebody mm-hmm. uh, because you have to, uh, or you'll work for somebody because you don't want to let them down. Right. And Wendy has that. She, you know, she had that. She was, she was somebody that I wanted to, uh, you know, I didn't want to let them down. I wanted to make them proud. Mm-hmm. These are inspirational leaders. These are specific examples in my life. Um, I think of people that challenged me. And at the time I thought these, you know, these people were like hard on me or maybe they didn't believe in me, but I had a leader once his name was Bob. And 
I remember sitting down with dinner with Bob one time and, you know, him just really being transparent and mm-hmm. letting me, letting me have very direct feedback. Yeah. And at the time, like I was a, I was a little intimidated and wasn't sure what I was doing. And I just went into a, a role that I'd never been in before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, have I bitten off more than I could chew? Mm-hmm. And he was very direct and very firm, not mean spirited at all, but I can tell you it, he knew what lever to pull in yeah. that moment to get the best out of me. Mm-hmm. And so as I think of these amazing leaders that I've had, they they all knew at the time what needed to be done, mm-hmm. and they flowed in that personal leadership brand that they had, mm-hmm. and they were able to capture the masses. Nice. You know, when we think about being inspirational, it doesn't mean that you can't be an introvert, an extrovert, or, you know, all these different personalities. It means flowing in not only who you are, but what your audience needs. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sure know that when I think of leaders that have had the biggest impact on me, these types of things come to my mind. And as I pondered the subject and, and what we can do better at this as leaders, I've really boiled it down to three characteristics, authentic, mm-hmm. confident, and trustworthy. You know, it, it begs the question, do the people that we're leading can they identify those three things in us? I mean, that's it. Um, that's exactly it, Lamb. Like, that's, that is the question. Yeah. Can they identify it in us? Because sometimes we lack self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to look in the mirror sometimes and say, I don't have that. Right. Nobody wants to look themselves in the mirror and say, I'm not authentic. Mm-hmm. And surely nobody's looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying that. Nobody. Nobody's saying I lack confidence. Right. Usually, they're faking it to people and oftentimes to themselves. Yeah. It should also challenge us to determine what steps we can take to really embody these three things. Mm-hmm. Not not just a poster on the wall. Not just the the mo- the most recent John Maxwell book that you read. Which, by the way, read as many of those as you can. But it's it's more than that. It's embodying these things as a leader. Because this has to be who you are. You're not, you're not fooling anybody. No. You're not faking anybody. And a few thoughts that I have around these subjects, you know, as it relates to authenticity, I feel like many leaders still feel pressured to put on a mask of toughness and, and this, this false bravado, if you will. Yeah. And I've seen this on display to, to a place that it, it would make, my, make your stomach turn. Mm-hmm. You, when you're around it, you just know. And everybody's kind of holding their nose in spite of the stench Mm -hmm. to act like they have it all figured out. Uh, Well, what would happen, maybe, leader, if that's you, if you were more vulnerable? What if you admitted to your mistakes or you admitted that you're unsure about the best way to proceed and you sought help and you asked your team what they thought? Authenticity, from what I've experienced, it fuels connection, mm-hmm. which in turn fuels employee engagement, yeah. which in turn fuels production. But somehow I feel like in some cultures and maybe even some subcultures, mm-hmm. we, we sometimes as leaders get this sense that we have to act a certain way or we have to you know, have our chest out so much that it's, it's borderline arrogant. Yeah. We kind of look down our nose to people because, you know, we're in the corner office. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is really the antidote to those kind of things. And I have found authenticity to be the thing. If you allow yourself to be a little bit vulnerable, mm-hmm. 
I think it's the thing that brings amazing engagement. I like that. And I don't mean authenticity to the point that you look ridiculous, like you're not suited for the job. Right. You can't just run around saying, hey, guys, I really don't know what I'm doing. Not really even sure why I'm here. Quite <laughs> frankly, I'm not even sure how I got the job. Like, know your role. <laughs> know your right? role. <laughs> but be authentic. It's okay. I mean, the, you think of social media. You know, you have these polished, uh, knows exactly what to say kind of people. Mm -hmm. But it's the people that are the most authentic yeah. that are getting the most engagement. Why is that? Because it's real. Yeah. People can identify with it. It, 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 it. That vulnerability, it's attractive to people. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. They really do wear sweatpants on the weekend. Yep. Oh, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. um, confidence. You know, when we think of confidence... I think true confidence comes from knowing the why behind your actions. The question that we always have to be asking ourselves, and we talk about the why a lot on this show, can you articulate your why as a leader? Yeah. Do you know what that is? What's your bigger purpose? I, I truly believe if you want to be an exceptional leader, finding and articulating your why should be at the top of your list. Again, back to the executive mastermind. That's how I ended the call yesterday. Mm -hmm. I gave him the 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 Colonel Joshua Chamberlain. Nice. This thing is just ringing in my <laughs> ears, Lem. We talked about it on uh, last yeah. week or two weeks show, whatever that was. Yep. But man, I just believe it. You know, here you have you know this battle raging, and we're out of bullets, we're out of food, we're we're losing people. Fix the bayonets. Yeah. There's something bigger at stake yep. here, and I think when you know what that is as a leader. It bleeds confidence. It does. It, it bleeds it because it's no longer about the service. It's no longer about the widget, the product, the whatever. It, it, there's something internally driving you, and you could walk out onto the shop floor or wherever it is, and you're confident. Yep. And, and your people see that confidence. The other thing, confidence comes by having answers mm -hmm. and being a resource. But guess what? That requires effort. Mm -hmm. Like we talk a lot about being in camp four. If it doesn't come up, I'm bringing it up. Mm -hmm. If you see the lifeless body and you know CPR, it's your duty and obligation to go. Why? Right. You're confident. You have answers. We have to be consuming. We have to be digesting. We have to have answers to the biggest problems. Not only does that give us confidence, but it builds confidence within our team about mm -hmm. who we are as a leader. And then trustworthy. Building trust is both Highly challenging, but incredibly rewarding. Why, why it's so challenging is it's not something you do in a day. You know, you can't hire that new leader onto your team, that new employee onto your team, or, or even you get promoted into a new team, and all of a sudden, day one, everybody trusts you. Right. No, it doesn't work that way. It never works like that. You, it takes commitment. If you, here's, here's some things on commitment. If you say you're going to do something, do it. That builds trust. Mm -hmm. Leaders that I have found that have trouble with this commitment, it's not that they're liars or they're dishonest, but it will it will invade people's trust of you. Mm -hmm. The leaders that have the biggest trouble with this are leaders that always feel like they're in crisis mode and they're reacting uh, instead of leading. Yeah, We can't be reactive leaders. We have to be leading. We have to be... Uh, we were in a meeting Tuesday, you mm -hmm. and I, Lem, and I was talking about anticipating mm -hmm. and how to be an anticipating type leader. But look, bottom line is 
follow through is vital to being a leader that can be counted on. Yeah. Don't tell people you're going to do something and then not do it. It's no different than your kids. If you said they get A's on the report card, we're all getting ice cream, you had better get ice cream because mm-hmm. you're going to lose trust. The other thing in trustworthiness is care for people. It's like, okay, thank you, Mr. Obvious, for this note. Like, tell me I need to care for people. It's easy to let caring for people slip with the demands of work. And look, this doesn't need to be extravagant. Mm-hmm. Having gratitude and appreciation, it's often enough. Yeah. But yes, we need to be intentional to care for people. I listed some of those leaders earlier uh, by first name. Man, they cared for people. They truly wanted to see people win. Yeah. You felt that about these people. And I'm fortunate to have been led by some amazing leaders. But I truly felt like they cared. These were people that, you know, showed up, flew into my parents' funerals, uh, you know, when I was going through hard times, would give me a call, shoot me a message, you know, send letters. I remember when I had back surgery, I had uh, a, a high-ranking boss show up at my house to check on me to make sure I was okay. Mm-hmm. Like things like this, when you're intentional, we talk about withdrawals as leaders. We make plenty of them. Right. But I can tell you this. You have to earn the right to the withdrawal, and the only way you do that is by making deposits. I like that. If you want to be trustworthy, care for people. Mm-hmm. The other thing is be consistent. Ask yourself this question, leader. Do your people know what to expect from you? Or do they feel like they're they're on this, you know, this spinning wheel every day wondering what kind of mood you're going to mm-hmm. be in? Nobody likes that. Yeah, that's it's like one. they're waiting on you to show up and it's like, you know, which which boss are we getting today? Right. How was this weekend? You know, they you don't they don't know if you're coming in to throw a chair or if there's gonna be pony rides and cotton candy at, at yeah. lunch. <laughs> Nobody wants to live like that. You know, you, you we have to make sure that we're consistent. And lastly, on trustworthiness is competence. And we touched on this a little bit earlier. You can only give what you have. Yeah. You, as a leader, you have got to know your stuff. People are going to question your competence if they don't get to see you in action. You're going to lose a little bit of credibility if you're always telling people how to do it and you're never showing them how to do it. Yep. Don't just walk the floor, work the floor. And let your staff see you doing great work from time to time. I remember, you know, as a leader going into the field, and I used to love going into the field, you know, going on sales calls, closing down big targets in the field, and and I would love that. And I love bringing in new business, but I'll tell you what I loved even more than that was the car ride back, Mm -hmm. having the dialogue, having, you know, a salesperson from the field that I was leading you know, talk to me about the call. Hey, when they said this, you said that. How did you even think to say that, Jeff? That was amazing. And what made you think to ask this question or that? And now I'm getting to train them. And guess what? The credibility goes through the roof because they're like, man, this guy doesn't just talk about it. This guy is about it. Yeah. Like, okay, so maybe he did earn those trophies Mm -hmm. that he always talks about. Maybe he is the man. Mm -hmm. We need to show our people that we're not just talkers, we're doers. Yeah. Get on the floor, get your sleeves up, get to work. That builds a lot of trust and credibility with your team. I remember even going out on the trucks, um, you know, blue collar work, didn't have to do it, mm-hmm. chose to do it. And matter of fact, it was the culture, the organization I was in from the CEO down, people got on the trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, everybody pretty much in that organization went you know, through the ranks, learning the business, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that for any organization. 
get your sleeves rolled up and get in there and work with your people. Not only does it build trust with your people, but it gives you the answers to some of the biggest problems you might be having in your business. So to summarize all that, Lem, mm-hmm. here's my questions that we got to be thinking about as leaders. Are you a leader worth following? Yeah. Are you taking your people someplace worth going? Like it. What skills do you need to tune up to stand out as a leader? Mm-hmm. And whether you're in a formal leadership role or not, you have a choice about how you're showing up and using your influence. I love it, man. I love it. It's it's good for us to all know. And I especially love that part about being self-aware and intentional. Because without those two things, everything that you just talked about in this entire podcast goes to nothing. If we're not going to be self-aware about how we can put those into practice or are we good at them, are we not? And if we're not going to be intentional about doing these, it's for not. So thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Listen, to be a leader who inspires people to go above and beyond and to do more than they thought was possible, we need to be authentic, confident, and trustworthy. So we're always here to support you. With your questions or challenges that you may have, feel free and never hesitate to email us at jeffhancher at thechampionforum.com so we can help you lead, inspire, and win. Jeff, it was so good being with you here today. Thank you all for tuning in. And from all of us here at the Champion Forum family, never forget, you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.